Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about UFOs bending space and time. That's correct, UFOs bending space and time. And that is the assertion by an attorney for a, a number of UFO whistleblowers he says he has on a good authority that there has been a UFO crash site that was recovered and that it was reported to him that once inside that craft, it was clear that that UFO bent time and space, something we've been talking about for a long time on the podcast, because otherwise, how could these things cover such vast distances? How could they act the way they do, the way they change shape, the way people lose track of time? Just so many things tell us that these things are operating on a level where they bend the space-time continuum at will, it seems, and all we can do is watch. Now, this article comes to us from DailyMail.com. Uh, it's written by Josh Boswell. Uh, the date on this is June 10th, 2023. Title says, Exclusive, Crashed UFO Recovered by the U.S. Military Distorted Space and Time leaving one investigator nauseous and disoriented when he went in and discovered it was much larger inside than out, attorney for the whistleblower reveals. And we'll find out in the article, this guy is walking into this craft, you know, thinking that it's, I don't know, what, 30, 40 feet across. He gets in there and it's the size of a, of a football stadium. And that makes sense because many of us have, have had experiences with these things. If you've seen one up close where it, either uh, grew in size precipitately or maybe uh, shrunk in size. And at the time you're seeing it, maybe you don't notice it so much until after the fact when you really go through and analyze the sighting. These things don't seem to be confined to the normal, the physical limits of occupying a certain space. He says, a crashed UFO recovered by the U.S. military distorted space and time and was bigger on the inside, claims top attorney involved in bringing UFO whistleblowers to Congress. Daniel Sheehan, and we'll take a look at him in just a minute, says he was told the mind-boggling tale by a whistleblower who allegedly took part in an illegally undisclosed program retrieving crashed non-human spacecraft and who has now debriefed Senate Intelligence Committee staff. Now, the guy's getting a lot of grief online. I'm kind of withholding judgment on it, but I will say he's. they say that he's briefed the Senate staff. So I think we need to wait for all the evidence to come in before uh, we completely just write this guy off like a lot of people are doing. It says the largest story is the latest in a series of stunning claims this week of UFOs in the government's hands, which began on Monday with an on-camera interview of former senior Air Force intelligence officer David Grush alleging that the U.S. government possesses multiple crashed non-human craft. The Department of Defense says it has not discovered any verifiable information to support any of the claims. At this point, the Department of Defense doesn't have a lot of, uh, I don't know, believability, I guess. My trust issue with them is pretty low when it comes to UFOs because look what happened with the last 
uh, you know, the hearings have had the last couple times when they bring out this video of the Tic Tacs and the Mosul Orb and this and that, and they say, yeah, those things appear to be real, uh, but they don't violate the laws of physics. And then they come out and then just disc the Tic Tac and, and you know, uh, the, the other videos that the, that the fire pilots have taken. Meanwhile, they won't release the video from the shootdowns over uh, Alaska, Yukon, and Lake Huron. So, yeah. Anyway, there's a picture of this lawyer, by the way, on this on this article. Uh, he's a familiar face. Kind of has this kind of long, curly gray hair. Um, I'll post a link at the Buy Me a Coffee website. You can go over there and check it out. But Sheehan has been helping bring whistleblowers like Grush to Congress in an attempt to expose what he believes is a government cover-up of encounters with extraterrestrials. He goes on and says, The attorney told Dailymotion.com that one alleged recovery recounted to him by a supposed crash retrieval program insider involved a 30-foot saucer partially embedded in the earth with some fantastical pro properties. They tried to hook a bulldozer to it to pull it out, and it pulled out a shape like a pie slice, almost like it was part of the way it was constructed, Sheehan said. So, okay, so the only question I have here is, is if they tried to hook a bulldozer to this thing to pull it out, what were they hooking on to? I mean, were they just wrapping a big, you know, you know, steel cable around it? Did this thing have handles on it somewhere? So that part I'm a little bit concerned about. It says, when it came loose a couple of feet, they stopped immediately. They didn't want to destroy the integrity of the machine. So it sounds like it says... They tried to pull a bulldozer. They tried to hook a bulldozer to it to pull it out, and it pulled out a shape like a pie slice. So I'm not sure if he's saying that the whole thing was shaped like a slice, or if part of the craft came out. But it sounds like this was a UFO shaped like a pie slice. He says they had a guy go into it. He got in there, and it was a and it was big as a football stadium. It was freaking him out, and it started making him feel nauseous. So. He was so disoriented because it was so gigantic inside. So if I'm to believe this, apparently they tried to pull this craft out of the ground, a 30-foot uh, saucer-shaped UFO apparently, and a piece of the craft came out, and this individual entered the UFO into that, uh, and through that hole that maybe the bulldozer had created when it pulled this chunk off of the UFO. I don't know. He says it was the size of a football stadium, while the outside was only about 30 feet in diameter. Sheehan said that the, said that space was not the only warp dimension around the craft. He staggered back. He staggered back after being in there a couple of minutes, and outside it was four hours later. He said there were all there was all kinds of time distortion and space distortion. Well, that's clear. He goes into what he thinks is a 30 foot craft. It's the size of a, of a football stadium. So. The people on the outside are seeing one thing. On the inside, you see something totally different, and you experience something totally different. When he comes out after a couple of minutes, uh, four hours have passed by. Now, that would explain some things as far as people being abducted, thinking a few minutes have passed, and coming back, you know, days later. It might make, it might uh, explain some of these disappearances where people are just you know, gone, never found. Uh, what a terrible thought that would be. We hope that's not the case. But whatever's going on here, if this story is to, believe, is to be believed, and we don't know yet, we haven't seen the evidence, we just have the story, then what they're saying is these things distort space and time, which is something we thought was probably true for a long time. 
It says physicists have theorized that propulsion of an advanced craft would theoretically involve warping space and time around it to navigate the effects of gravity. See, they still have this idea that these are physical beings crawling into uh, some sort of mechanical device. And then that mechanical device somehow is adapted to travel these long distances by bending gravity. I think that happens a little bit with even some of our fighter technology today. I've heard, you know, with the with the uh, uh, stealth uh, technology, it's not just the material in the planes. Uh, there, it's been wi- widely reported on on a phone interview broadcast over uh, the radio years ago. I think this guy's kind of let it out of the bag when they were talking about the the stealth uh, bombers. Maybe it was. Uh, producing so much energy that, that that they through this electromagnetic field surrounding the craft that it bent the uh, gravitational field around them. Uh, I don't think they were supposed to share that. We also know with the stealth program that um, the guys that developed those planes that they tell us uh, through the Skunk Works that the the uh, level of physics that went into that was so high that people with master's degrees and PhDs had to be retrained in order to, in order to be brought on board the program. So that's one thing where you take a mechanical object and you try to bend the gravity around it in some way to to make it uh, more adept to whatever you want to do. I think these things might be beyond that. I think these things are probably interdimensional, and bending gravity and bending time is just something they do. Uh, every day as a normal thing, perhaps. He says, um, But Shahan declined to give further details, including a location and date of the incident, and said he was unable to provide evidence for the claims. Well, this is this becomes problematic because these guys come out and they say this or that. At that point, you don't know if they're creating a limited hangout uh, for the government uh, creating a limited hangout for themselves in order to monetize their story, or if they're just in fear for their life, or maybe they've been told by the government that they can't reveal certain facts. So when someone does that, when 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 these guys come out and say, "Well, I've been told this, or I've been told that, but I can't talk about it," to me that really impedes their credibility. But but we'll listen. It says the lack of details, documents, and photos are leading skeptics to dismiss as tall tales the stories of off-world UFOs stored by secret government programs, military intelligence officials who have voiced their support for Gresh since he came forward publicly point out that he has placed himself at considerable risk if he is lying, as all his claims have been submitted to the DOD and the Intelligence Community Inspector Generals on penalty of perjury. Well, that is true, unless he's part of a bigger plan to create this limited hangout. And then I think it's pretty clear that it's up to them if they want uh, perjury charges pressed or not. It says, Jim Shell, a former chief scientist of the Space Innovation and Development Center at Air, Air Force Space Command, wrote on LinkedIn Monday in support of his former colleague Grush, quote, I will vouch for the integrity of David Grush, exclamation point. Getting to the bottom of this is elusive and problematic, to say the least, Shell wrote. I will assert no matter the conclusion of extraterrestrial materials or not, the DOD and IC security apparatus is in trouble and unwitting accomplices are fostering an abusive system. Well, that's quite possible. I mean, we can look at the incompetence throughout the government. Maybe it's just got to the point where it's top-heavy. The article goes on and says a former National Reconnaissance Officer, Contractor, 
Jeff Nevin replied, same here, Jim. I worked with Dave for years. Sheehan said Grush 36 had given scores of classified documents and even photographs to the DOD Inspector General. He's given them over 100 classified documents, but he hasn't been able to show all of them to all the staff in the Senate Intelligence Committee because some don't have the adequate clearances, the lawyer said. You know, this is this is pretty sad that we have the, the tail wagging of the dog here, clearly. Um, the people in the DOD just really aren't uh, accountable to our own elected officials when those elected officials aren't allowed to see the same documents as the people in the DOD. Like I said, as George Bush reportedly told Jimmy Carter, it's on a need-to-know basis and you don't need to know. It says the problem is that people who have those kinds of clearances are part of the people who've been concealing it for 75 years. I would absolutely agree with that statement. A spokeswoman for Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner declined to comment. Imagine that. Like Sheehan, Grush's claims so far have all been second-hand, recounting what he was told by alleged crash retrieval program insiders while he investigated UFOs for the Pentagon. But in an interview this week with French newspaper Le Parisian, he alluded to potential first-hand knowledge, too. Well, man, if you got it, tell us. Journalist Gail Lombard asked if he had seen any exotic gear with your own eyes, and Grush replied, Quote, I saw some very interesting things that I'm not allowed to talk about publicly right now. I don't have approval. Grush is not alone in his disclosures, according to senior intelligence officials. On June 3rd, former top defense intelligence official Christopher Mellon wrote an essay for Political revealing he had referred four witnesses to the government's UFO investigation task force, the AARO. Yeah, we know. And then they bring up some of the other names that we're familiar with. How put off I see in here in this article. The article kind of finishes up there. The point is, you have this uh, attorney, Daniel Sheehan, coming forward and saying, hey, I also have whistleblowers telling me that, they've, that they're have that aware of these UFOs, that people have been inside of them, and then that they bend space-time. That's a pretty big claim. Now, I do want to cover this one little spot here about Daniel Sheehan, just so you kind of full um, disclosure. If we go to this article from thehill.com, and this came out, uh, May 27th, 2021, and it's it's about uh, Elizondo and his and his revelations back then, and you'll find that um, Sheehan's mentioned in this article here. It says in a statement to the Hill, Elizondo said, "Good people at the Pentagon are seeing are seeing institutions sullied by a small group of individuals who continue to cover up the facts about UAP." I could see Louie being the kind of guy who was on the outside, really. I could see him being the guy in the office that all of you old, cool, deep state guys really don't like. I mean, you know, kind of the kind of the boisterous attitude and the tattoos and stuff. I could see those guys being like, yeah, he doesn't get to see the real stuff. That could be possible. As, mu as much grief as I give Louie about some of, the, some of the stuff that's happened, I could see a small group controlling this stuff and them just like voting Louis off the island, being like, yeah, he doesn't fit in. I can see that. He said, these few individuals are not representative of the Pentagon. He, know, he knows or the American spirit we have fought and bled to uphold. Yeah, he probably doesn't know the real Pentagon. Uh, it goes on down here. It says, threats continue to be levied against me and others involved in UAP-related efforts, but we will not stand down. He said, when 
reached by the hill Sheehan, that's Daniel Sheehan, said it is unclear what the scope and jurisdiction of the Inspector General investigation will be. The Defense Department declined to comment, and the Defense Department Inspector General's office said it has no comment. So you see, uh, Sheehan's been involved in this stuff for a long time. It shows me that he's got some connection uh, to, to Louis Elizondo here. Uh, I guess maybe you should you should just expect that at this point. These guys, it seems to be this, uh, I know I have called them the UFO Mafia, maybe this select group of people are coming out. You can you can look at it two ways. You can say, well, these guys were part of this organization. They never really fit in. They were they were rejected by the insiders. Maybe they got their feelings hurt, and now they're trying to disclose this UFO information. Or you could say these guys are just you know groomed and sculpted to look the way they do for a reason, and that they're creating the most complicated, in-depth, uh, limited hangout uh, that the world has ever known, as far as UFOs are concerned, at least. Now, just this idea, and I'm going to finish up here, this notion of bending space-time, I think most of us are comfortable with that being a possibility, but just, just to show you that it's not just the UFOs you know, working on this problem. They, I think maybe they've solved it, but um, our own government is certainly trying to do that. This article here is from July 26, 2022 by Becky Ferreira. It's from the Vice Motherboard. I think maybe they're gone now. Uh, anyway, the title says... NASA is planning to find aliens using space-time warped around the sun. Let's see, this opens up a whole, uh, just a world of possibilities. It says, a solar gravitational lens mission offers capabilities that are unmatched for detecting extraterrestrial life, according to a study. She goes on and says, what if we glimpsed alien life for the first time by peering through a natural telescope made by the sun's gravity? This wild idea known as a solar gravitational lens or SGL mission may sound like an Einstein fever dream, but scientists have now found that it is feasible with technologies that are either extent or in active development according to a new study. The SGL mission could zoom in to see surface features of exoplanets on scales of just tens of miles, which could provide smoking gun evidence of extraterrestrial life. It's no wonder then that scientists have speculated about a potential SGL mission for decades. In 2020, NASA funded an investigation into the feasibility of the mission as part of its innovative advanced concepts program. So while they're hiding 2 million pictures of the moon for you, they're developing a telescope that can bend gravity and time, I suppose, around the sun to give us a close-up look of a planet hundreds, if not thousands, of light years away. Think about that. Researchers led by Henry Helvajan, senior scientist at the Physical Science Laboratories at the Nonprofit Research Center, the Aerospace Corporation, have now shared the initial results of this ongoing NIAC study on the preprint server Arcvix, which have not been peer-reviewed, though the team cautioned that the mission would need to overcome several technical challenges. It could ultimately answer one of humanity's most fundamental questions, are we alone in the universe? Now, if they're not going to show you pictures of the moon, do you really think that they're going to tell you if they've discovered life on another planet? I don't. The SGL offers capabilities that are unmatched by any planned or conceivable optical instrument, according to the study, which was co-authored by Slava Tershev, a scientist at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory and principal investigator of the NIC mission concept. With its unique optical pr 
optical properties, the SGL can be used to obtain detailed, high-resolution images of Earth-like planets as far as 100 light-years from Earth. That's what they tell us. With measurement durations lasting months or at most a few years. Just think about that. That is just mind-boggling. A particular interest is a possibility of using SGL to obtain images of high spatial and spectral resolution of a yet-to-be-identified potentially life-bearing exoplanet in another solar system in our galactic neighborhood, the researchers said. So they're they're working on this stuff. They're working on bending space-time. The article goes on there. It finishes a pretty interesting article. I'll put that link up, too, at the Buy Me a Coffee website. So what we know is for sure, Daniel Sheehan, a well-known lawyer who's worked with uh, UFO whistleblowers in the past, has come forward to say that he's been told that there was a UFO crash, that the military went out there and tried to pull that thing out of the ground, and somehow a pie-shaped piece apparently came out of it. They went into the craft. What they discovered was a 30-foot craft on the outside was the size of a football stadium on the inside. And two minutes spent in that craft ended up being four hours. So clearly there was a bending of space-time. People think, well, maybe that's just theoretical physics. Well, maybe so, but NASA's trying to do the same thing. And they come out and tell us that they're trying to do the same thing by bending space-time around the sun in order to get a look at a planet 100 light-years away that we couldn't possibly have you know, inspected at a 10-mile you know, close-up view before. As far as the UFO goes, do we have proof? No. Do we have evidence? Well, we have eyewitness secondhand information, I guess. We'll have to follow the story. It just seems like it's taking twists and turns every day of the week. I think this thing is either going to blow up one way or the other. We'll have to wait and see. Until next time, this is UFO Warning over and out.